Hello, this is a little bit of a different podcast than what we normally do. Basically, uh, I am on vacation this week, but we just recorded uh, five great guests, and so um, podcasts will be kind of resuming starting next week and kind of going forward from there. I suppose I'm about kind of in the mid-60s of episodes recorded. I've been running this you know, nearly a year and a half now. There's just a couple things I wanted to talk about in terms of what I've learned on the on the podcast over that kind of time period. I suppose the first thing is, you know, I always love asking people, you know, how the startup began, you know, what the beginning of the company looked like. And pretty much everybody will talk about how sloppy the early days of the startup were, how embarrassing the MVP was, uh, how they, you know, put themselves in these very uncomfortable positions and very vulnerable positions in order to test ideas, in order to you know, see who would pay them some money to solve a problem. Uh, yeah, this is, I think, the big tough part of starting a company. You need to put yourself in a very vulnerable position and kind of look like an idiot every day. I suppose on the, the nice side is that at least in climate and in clean energy, the people you deal with are nearly to a person very, very nice. You know, I've asked you know, the world's stupidest questions as part of my own research uh, in different startup ideas, and people will always give me a huge amount of you know, their time and energy uh, to set me going in the right direction. The other thing, I guess, is that another theme that's has come out is that there really has never been a better time to either start or join a climate startup. At the moment, we're seeing, or I'm seeing across the different communities I'm part of, startups basically starting every week. Very, very cool sounding companies solving very big problems with really smart people from all walks of life all around the world. And whether you want to be a founder um, and you know, that's what's driving you, or you want to join one of those companies, I can't recommend enough joining, you know, organizations like uh, Work on Climate or Climate Base or My Climate Journey, because there's a ton of work to be done. Everything from policy to, you know, sales and engineering to, you know, traditional startup, business development, and everything in between. And so I can't encourage people enough, you know, if you are interested, if you're working on a problem or you're working at a company that, you know, is good, fulfilling to a certain extent, but it's not really tackling you know, what I would say is the biggest, you know, problem facing humanity, uh, which is, you know, the implications of kind of catastrophic climate change, I really encourage you to look at what jobs are out there. You know, take an interview, you know, you can always stay in your current job, but maybe, you, you know, you'll see some interesting opportunities out there. The other thing I guess I really want to encourage people to think about is the importance of kind of cold outreach. And so a lot of the founders I talk to in particular, you know, a lot of their story and a lot of the benefit they find when they're trying to build out, add new customers or figure out a technological advancement is that they do a lot of cold outreach. Um, And again, that kind of goes back to that vulnerability piece, but they're constantly sending emails or LinkedIn's or tweets to different people. Sometimes it's to investors, but a lot of the time it's to, you know, academics, it's to potential customers. And you know, I call them research interviews. You know, I'll send my 15, 20-minute calendar link to tons of people on a, on a weekly basis. And a, a huge amount of people will respond and will give me their time. Uh, and I have great conversations. And I think, you know, the people listening to this can do so as well. Uh, whatever thing you're interested in doing, you know, reach out to people. Uh, you know, be okay with um, <laughs> most people not replying. Maybe one in a hundred will, you know, maybe say something a little bit negative. But to be honest, like I have very, very, very few people ever push back if I reach out because I never reach out in a purely I want, you know, I want something way. I'm always trying to give as much as I can get. Uh, and, you know, just today I spoke to two different people. 
they're definitely helping me with some of the ideas I'm having for my own startup. But you know, I was able to kind of put them in the direction of certain resources that I come across on a day-to-day -day basis that they had never heard of, and they were like so delighted. And they're like, "Oh, this, these were great. This is a great call because you know I never knew about these different things." And so as long as you're going into these conversations with the right attitude, I think uh, you can have a you know amazing exchange of ideas, exchange of, you know, passions about this big problem we're trying to solve, which is, you know, climate. I suppose looking to, a little bit to the future, what is the future of the podcast? Uh, I love doing the podcast. It's been really exciting. So I do want to thank uh, Gabby, uh, who does all the work behind the scenes. She's my producer, and she you know, kind of finds the guests, does all the deep research, and gives me, you know, amazing support whenever uh, it's needed. Uh, and so, you know, big thank you to Gabby. But in terms of like the future themes, you know, I guess people who've listened to the podcast from the beginning probably noticed that as I kind of go through deep dives into different parts of the climate space. And so I was looking at agriculture for quite a while. Now I'm kind of looking a little bit more at a couple of different specific areas. So one is kind of clean energy. Clean energy, I think, you know, was the first big piece of clean tech or climate tech back, you know, 15, 20 years ago. And I guess it's like a little bit of a less sexy version of climate, windmills and solar panels and all that kind of thing. I've definitely feel to a lot of people, I think, as well-established technologies that are just going to expand. Having looked at the space more and more in the last few months, I actually think there's a ton of innovation that still needs to happen in that space. Less in terms of like pure inventing a new type of technology or solar panel, but more through coordination technologies. How do you get the amount of solar we need to build in, let's say, the likes of the United States, built over the next 10 years. You know, this week we saw the Biden administration make some commitments around solar energy. And honestly, right now, we do not have enough people focused on the space to get anywhere close to that target. And so there's these enormous opportunities uh, to work in kind of clean energy. And I think it also, clean energy also is a necessity in order Clean energy is also a necessity in order to kind of enable other types of cool technology. So direct air capture for carbon sequestration, a lot of the cost of that is a function of the cost of, of electricity. And so if we can really bring down the cost of electricity, really make renewables ubiquitous, uh, that's going to have a really strong enabling effect on certain other technologies that are more kind of early. The other area that I'm really excited to do more podcasts on are everything around kind of circular economy and carbon to value companies. And so these are companies who are taking, you know, waste streams and redirecting them and making them assets and products. Uh, and then those assets and products, rather than becoming waste, they can be recycled and you have this, you know, circular uh, beneficial kind of cycle. And then you have what they call kind of carbon to value. So, you know, taking carbon dioxide wherever it may be, out of the air before it's released into the air and making products out of it. And some really interesting companies out there, some making you know, everything from fertilizer to engagement rings uh, and everything in between. And so those kind of companies, really excited to talk to more of those companies over the next couple of months. And that's what's the last category is around you know, communities and climate media. You know, one of the things that now, I guess I'm in the climate media space, <laughs> running a podcast for, for, for a little while now, I feel like climate media is really just kind of getting going. Uh, I actually toyed around with the idea of starting uh, like a proper climate media company, decided it wasn't the right fit for me directly, but it is the kind of thing that I think we want to see more of. You know, Canary Media is great, Green Tech Media before them was really interesting as a company. We're seeing phenomenal newsletters like Heated and Dr. Volt, I think, and a few others. Uh, these are great, you know, and we need definitely tons of those. But they're really, I suppose, in general, preaching to the choir. 
I think there's a huge opportunity for new climate media, new climate communities to be built around specific verticals and trade publications. And so to take a kind of, you know, somewhat of random example, who is the kind of climate media for trade publication for the mining industry? Um, right now, there are you know, probably hundreds of magazines focused on the mining industry that only people in that industry read. And I'm sure there are climate articles being written within the context of those those uh, magazines and, the, and those blogs, but nowhere near what we need. Um, and so I'd love to see people kind of get excited about dedicated climate-focused content for trade publications of various types, invent your own climate trade publication. And so, yeah, if anybody comes across or knows of any potential guests, uh, I'd love people to email me across any of those kind of categories that I mentioned. I suppose just before I finish up, uh, a little bit of a couple kind of personal updates. Um, some of you, uh, I guess, who listen, I'm sure have met me or know me pretty well. For the rest of you, you know, I've kind of mentioned multiple times in the podcast, I'm originally from Ireland, I have lived in the United States on and off for most of my life, but have actually been in a pretty protracted uh, green card application process for the last three years. And so have spent most of the last three years in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, um, with some kind of short stints in, in Europe and Canada and a few other places. Um, but mostly I've been down in Mexico. And my wife and now with the dog we got down there. And I don't really have any kind of major complaints about that, that experience. Had a great community down there. Um, it was a great place, to be honest, and a very safe place overall to shelter during COVID. But as was it did take three years to get a green card um, this time around. And so I finally got my green card a couple months ago, entered the United States, um, and now have permanent residency, and I'm now living in New York. And I guess this has been you know, very exciting to finally kind of get that like lump off your shoulders. Um, it's been, you know, again, usually these things take, or they used to take about a year. And the fact that it took so long really did kind of give a little bit of a, you know, psychic pressure that was always there. And so I definitely feel a lot more freed to work on big ideas, big projects and so on. And so with that in mind, you know, I'm really kind of digging in to, you know, startup world for myself again. Uh, I've got a new really great guy as, a, as my co-founder, really smart guy who's coming from the world of machine learning and we're like exploring a couple of ideas in pretty deep depth uh, and yeah hopefully we'll uh, we'll have something in the next couple of months that uh, we can kind of reveal to the world and uh, on the basis of that uh, maybe we'll uh, we'll do even do an extended ask me anything or an interview on the podcast um, when we're ready to talk about our own startup but yeah you know i always want to connect people i always want to encourage people to be in the space and so if anybody ever needs anything any help getting started in climate please feel free i'm always at the other end of an email you know i love giving back to the community i love giving back to people in any way i can um and yeah and so you know if you want to support the podcast the number one thing is if you could uh rate and review us uh five stars or above if, if possible uh it's very very helpful that gets you know increases our presence uh, and the other thing is i've just kind of started a patreon um the podcast like at the moment it's not you know, monetize in any real way before the Patreon, um, and it's not cheap. You know, editors are, are not cheap and all that kind of thing. So uh, if people could um, you know, give a couple of bucks a month, uh, just to defray some of the costs uh, for the editing, that would be super helpful. If not that, a rate and review is very appreciated as well. Uh, so that's everything. Um, I'll be on vacation, as I mentioned, uh, in Ireland, see the family. I haven't seen them now since before COVID, and it's very exciting to you know connect with people again. Um, but yeah, starting next week, you'll have a completely new interview with uh, a great guest, and uh, all the best. Mm-hmm.